So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. We are going live on Facebook today for one reason and one reason only, and that's because it is the end of the year. And at the end of the year, it's time to not have a beer yet, but it is time to start thinking a little bit about what we're going to do. So I'm going to do this a little bit early today. It's uh, way, uh, I'm not used to getting up this early on, on camera, but we're joined by somebody um, that's going to teach us a couple things today. And what we're talking about is um, probably the number one thing that I think, it's, I don't care if you're a real estate agent, a lender, investor, I don't care if you're a, any business, bakery owner, dry cleaning owner, florist, there's one thing everyone needs to adapt into their business. And if anything has proved to come true, it's that 2020 has allowed us to be ourselves. Every single one of us today um, are probably, who, those of us who are working today, let's be honest, you guys are sitting in front of a Zoom camera, just like we are, and you're not wearing pants or you're in your underwear or you're in your pajamas still. And people have with COVID and all of this stuff have seen all of the, call it BS. Everyone could read past people's BS meters instantly. And what I believe everybody in the world needs is to be more authentic and be more real. So who I wanted to bring on today is, uh, she is one of our clients, but I wanted to bring on the real real estate mama. I said real real estate mama, the OG, DC real estate mama, Melissa Terzis. What's up, Melissa? How are you? Hello. How are you? Good. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and where you practice at, and then we're going to get into this because Melissa is the most authentic person, one of the most authentic real estate agents I know. So wow, go ahead, That's Melissa. a compliment. I love that. Um, so I work in the Washington DC market, uh, DC, Maryland, and Virginia. And I've been in real estate for about 20 years. So not resales. I dinosaur kind of, it happens quickly. I feel like, I feel like just yesterday I was like waking up in a gutter in college, like after a bender, but here we are. So, so, uh, I, um, started working for a land developer in 2001 and I loved it. Like, I just loved that whole idea. You know, we would go look at this piece of property and it was just, you know, piece of land out in the middle of nowhere. And he would say there's going to be houses here in a few years. And, and, and it just watching that whole process, I absolutely loved it. So I did that for, I worked for a couple of national builders. And then I did that for like seven years. And then as we all know, in 2007, the bottom fell out. So I was trying to figure out what to do with myself. I had a short stint in property management, doing finance for them. And it was miserable. And then I just went and got my license. And I really had hesitated because I was pretty protective of my nights and weekends, but it turned out that I like, when you do something you love, it's not like working. So I don't mind it. You know, like I just yeah. don't mind being on vacation, getting phone calls. Like, I mean, occasionally it sucks the life out of you, but for the most part, I just love what I do. I love that whole idea of it's like a puzzle for me, you know, finding you've got this person and then you have this house that they need to find. And how are we going to figure that out? And how are we going to get there? So um, it's been a nice journey and I love it. And um, yeah, I'm all in. 
So I want to get into your um, your uh, 20 years. I practiced for 16. When did you start? 1999? Yeah, two, so right. So right at like I had lived I had lived in Atlanta for my 20s with um, I had a boyfriend. Then we like did the vagabond thing. We drove cross country and um, we got to Arizona and we kind of loved it. So we decided to stay there for a little bit. And I mean, we drove cross country in one car. So if two of us had to work, one of us needed to be somewhat close to home. So I ended up we rented an apartment and I worked at the apartment management office, which was kind of like how I first got into real estate. And then we made our way back across country we were packing up our things in Atlanta and getting ready to move up to uh, DC area and September 11th happened. And I was like, Ooh, this isn't good. Um, but I, you know, still came up here um, and still got work and, and kind of watched how like September 11th didn't really affect the economy in the DC area. And that was where I learned the whole DC is recession proof. They love to say that here, um, but DC is recession proof because of the government. So I've been here ever since, but yeah, um, I've been doing it a long time. When you first started, do you remember, did you just have to wear like pantsuits and be all professional and walking <laughs> down the street? Like, remember those days? I remember when I first started. Totally I was, remember those days. And then what year did you th see things start to change? Because I know for me when it started to change, but overall, like people used to say, dude, you're going to go show a house in your damn sandals. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to go show a house in my sandals. This is what I would wear. Show it to one of my friends. I don't really care. Um, it's just sort of how I am. If they don't like me, don't hire me. Um, yeah. Some people might say, hey, that's totally unprofessional and all of that. But I think overall, since social media is coming about, people, especially now, everyone's just real. No one wants bullshit. People don't want to be sold anymore, folks. They want to be served. I want to talk about your branding a little bit. This is nothing we've did. You had this way before we met. And mm -hmm. um, let's get into, I want to get into how you practice because I think people can learn a lot from you especially the newer agents who are coming into this stuffy business, um, assuming that it's all suit and ties and all uh, professional. And I, I say this every time on the show, I don't believe that we are in a sales. I believe we're in service and hospitality and that we're not, yeah, we're helping someone acquire something, but we're not really selling it to them. We don't own it. We can't sell anything we don't own. We're helping right. them get through the journey. Like you mentioned earlier, like navigating some puzzle you're going through and, and helping this. So it's how we're helping them though, that people actually remember, not what we're helping them do. I can't tell you guys how many times I would buy people closing gifts. This is a true story. So I used to buy people closing gifts. Uh, I learned this the hard way in Chicago. They're in, it's an attorney state, Illinois. So Chicago is natural to have an attorney represent agents on the real estate transactions. And that cost ended up being around $350, $400 per transaction. The easiest job in the world. If you're going to be a lawyer, go be a real estate attorney. Like you could freaking do this in your sleep. Um, but the, uh, so I would think that as a good business person, I should just pick up the attorney's fees for them. And yeah, that'd be a great closing gift. Save them $450, right? Well, that was until then I got to the end of the year, like about this time, we start doing our taxes and adding them up. I'm like, fuck, dude, it's $28,000 or something like that in attorney's fees and home inspections I picked up for clients. I mean, I would much rather give that to charity. And then I look and I look back and I'm like, did anyone remember any of these closing fees I bought? Like I gave away $28,000 of closing gifts. And then I switched to this uh, bonsai tree that this florist had by my house. And I started buying people these bonsai trees that wouldn't die. They just last forever. You barely have to water these things. They just sit there forever. And I'd visit some clients' houses and I started noticing the bonsai trees all over the place. Those bonsai trees that cost me $25 had more impact 
on the gift giving aspect of the transaction and generated more referrals than the $400 attorney fee that nobody fucking remembered. Sure. It has to be right? tangible and it has to be lasting. So um, we have a company here that does these things. It's so cool. It's called Cherry Blossom Creative. Um, and they make these colored maps of the city and they do it for all the neighborhoods in DC. And that's like this great closing gift for people because they love to see their neighborhood on the map. They do them for other cities too. So not that I work for them or get a plug for them. It's just, I've been super thrilled to have that as a local business to rely on. I like that. Um, talk to me how you got to DC real estate mom and when did you do it? So you are now DC mama. And if you look at her branding, she has, it's like a cartoon. It's like a caricature of her and her kids. And she's also a Corgi rescuer. So mm -hmm. I want to get into these two things. Uh, first, I want to talk about DC real estate mama. When did you do this and when did you come up with it? Um, so when I first, all right, when I first moved to DC, so that relationship that I had broke up and then I found myself 30 years old and dating in a new city. And, um, I was still working in real estate. So real estate doesn't, I mean, we all know like real estate doesn't only get started till 10 o'clock in the morning. So I would go out on these like crazy dates and my friends would all be at work at seven or 8 AM. And they'd be like, listen, you need to start a blog so that we can, um, you know, hear about the, like, read about your dates. Cause we're all here at work in the morning, like wondering, all right, what happened to Melissa last night? So I'd go out, I'd come home, I'd write it up. I'd wake up in the morning. They would have already discussed it and, and dissected everything. Well, that blog ended up turning out to be massively famous um, in DC, at least <laughs> like it just had a ton, like a really big following. Um, and I learned a lot from that. So I ended up after, I mean, it followed, you know, I followed, followed my life for seven years, basically from that dating. All so the way hold on, hold on, everybody. Let's take note. She started creating content. That was 2005. I started 2005. It. You start creating content back then it was blogging. It was blogging. Yeah, right? it was there, all blogging and people there's, today, no like, there's no, no video and all that. And content mm -mm. was, has always been being creative folks. Um, and she started, I'm on her blog right now. If you guys want to visit it, it's dcrealestatemama.com. Um, feel free to check it out, but go ahead, keep going. So um, anyway, so that one, that blog, um, it wasn't this, like I ended up, I ended up ending that blog because it was, it started as anonymous. It was just my friends. And then it, you know, I was ending up with like a thousand visitors a day and there was people like all over the world that would read it. And it was just like, there was part of it that was like a little bit like shocking in a way because you would meet somebody and they would re realize who you were and they knew everything about your life. And I was like, Oh my God, you've been like reading this. Like this in my world and in my head, it was still this little like blog for three of my friends at their office in the morning. So it went on for many, many years. And then um, what happened was my husband and I, we got together. We, um, one of us, I like to say, I don't name names, but one of us had a vasectomy before we got married. And so we had trouble having kids. And so <laughs> I don't want anybody. So um, we went through a lot to have our kids and I posted about every excruciating detail. And for so many- you brought your personal life. Oh yeah. Un yeah. So let's talk about this. This is really, um, I didn't know this about you. I know. That. Well, so, and like people, women to this day would go to like, I went to one clinic that was just, I mean, they had, the face was good. They had everything good online. You thought they were good and they just did not know what they were doing. And um, I posted all the detail. Like I got into all the science of the tests and the, all that stuff. And I mean, I had people contacting me 
for years after that blog. I ended it in 2012. It's still up, but I ended it and people will contact me years after and say, you know, um, there were a couple things that I wrote that I consistently would get um, emails about. And um, one of them was that I had a relationship right before my husband and we broke up. I was 33 and I and I said, you know, when you're with somebody that's almost right, but not 100%, it's really hard to break up with them when you're in your 30s because you feel like this is your last chance. And um, I had- That's something every woman can relate with. Oh yeah, I had a lot of women that came to me after, years after and said, and referenced that blog post and said, I ended a relationship because of what you wrote and I'm now with like the love of my life. Wow. Uh, I know. So it really, well, here, let's get back to this. This is yeah, awesome. So but it started by you being vulnerable it started with and, that. Open, and opening up and what happens yeah. folks and which is authenticity. Mm -hmm. It's like, it never fails. Like, especially when we talk about content creation, there's so many good things that you just mentioned. First off is that content creation is and blogging and dude, all content creation has been around forever. You guys, we're just starting to like get into it in the real estate space. It is still so new that any agent can virtually start their own brand and build a mega one. What I believe in at least a year, if they do their, if they play their cards, right. Um, it is not that difficult to do one because nobody's doing it Two, um, you stick out, but three, you have to be authentic. And that's really what video does. It allows people to see you in your true form and people can see if you're a fake or not a mile away, especially when you're on video. Um, oh, yeah. You have to come across authentically. Um, yeah. But when you opened up, did that show you and did that change the way you practice real estate? So I went a few years without blogging, but, and I think like the reason for ending it was because I suddenly now, like I ended it when I was a few weeks from giving birth to my oldest daughter. So um, I really felt like I wanted to just take my life private and not be so public anymore. And then um, a couple of years later, you know, I had a lot of friends say to me, like, you have like the funniest things that happen with your kids that you'll share and other people don't share. Um, and they call it fake book for a reason, right? Like I have a, I have a friend and she said to me, I don't understand how you'll post something and you'll get like 60 to 70 likes and all these comments. And I post something and I get like two likes. And I said, because you have to be aware of what you're posting. You're posting things that show a perfect life. Like, look, my daughter, you know, won this award at blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Like yeah. nobody cares that your life's going great. Right. Like, the, like, it's like, it's not that they don't care about you. It's just that that doesn't appeal to somebody but I'm the one that would post the picture of like my kid face down in a pile of mac and cheese and be like, well, this is how our day started. And everyone can relate to that. So, <laughs> you know, yep. that was the stuff like that in my mind, <clears throat> the minutia of every day, but that people, you know, like said, you should really start writing about this. And my idea of a quote unquote mom blogger was like, you've got, I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Like I cannot go back and forth over the benefits of cloth versus versus disposable diapers. And they were like, no, 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 not that. Like the other stuff. And so that was really more what I started doing. Um, and it just, you know, look, authenticity and, and being relatable to people wins every fucking time. Like every time it's, it's nobody wants to see your perfect life. Nobody wants to see all that stuff. Like they already assume it exists, but if they get the sense that they're not getting to know the real you, then they're not interested and they check out. The best videos um, that people do are the ones like when they're in their most imperfect state. Um, and it's, it's like that on purpose is because everyone can relate. Like it's right. like, 
everyone tries to put on this thing and you're right. It's all just bullshit and people can see it. And I think after COVID, I mean, it's over. Like I honestly, I'm 100, I was a thousand percent before positive. The direction of the market was headed. That's why I moved across country to do it. But um, I think it's going to even go faster. I honestly brand is all there is. And you cannot build a brand without being authentic. Um, yeah, it's impossible. Like, I always heard brand and just thought like, what is a brand for a real estate person? But it's not a brand like how Amazon has a brand or Nike has a brand. It's a brand in the sense of just who you are. It's your personality. Right. It's you your know? personal it's brand. Pick. Like, yes. what do you do? You know, like, are you, are you a golfer? Like, you know, you have a client that does the hockey thing. It's like, so oh, I was, that's that. So last night I'm sitting there with my kid and uh, Chloe, she's nine years old and she's, we ordered this burger that she's been bugging me about. Okay. And this burger is from this company called Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is a YouTuber. Okay. Like this kid is amazing. Like this is Mr. Beast is a YouTuber. And I looked up his whole channel last night to see where he came from and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. This guy gets about 30 million views a video now he publishes yeah. one video a week he makes over six hundred and fifty thousand dollars per video yeah this guy's yeah. making 2.4 million or uh, whatever mm-hmm. it is yeah 2.4 million a month so he just gives away free money and i'm like looking at this yeah. kid's business model the kid is so authentic he's only 23 years yeah, old totally but he's got a like his business model because he has the attention of his audience yeah. and that people will keep watching his videos He's still going to get monetized all of his videos. So it's just a revolving window door of just money spitting out. It's just, it's unbelievable, but it it goes back to the same thing. This kid is just, I was watching him. He's just authentic. He's got energy. He doesn't think about what he says. He just lets it flow. And because of that, he got rewarded with an audience, right? Yeah. Um, I want to go through your website here. And uh, for anyone who is visiting, but I I want to, I want to make up Mr. Beast comment though. All right, go ahead, go ahead. So my daughters are, they're six and eight and they're like obsessed with YouTube, right? So yeah. like a lot of kids and they've been watching, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, slam some of these people and I don't know some of them, but they've been watching certain, you know, of these guys that are in that demographic of Mr. Beast's age, right? And so I overhear stuff and it's just, I mean, I saw like a video of them and they're sitting in some gorgeous house in LA giving their girlfriends these, you know, tiny little teacup puppies and fancy gifts and stuff like that. And I was just like, girls, like, come on, you got to get away from this stuff. It's horrible. So my husband's telling me like, hey, some of these guys that she watches are actually from around here. So as a real estate agent, we have access to a whole lot of information about people's properties that the general public doesn't have. I started fishing around and I'm like, these people don't have the money that they purport to have. Like they live in like a, like a little house, like, and it's like not paid off. Like, I don't understand. Like, this doesn't make any sense. So then Mr. Beast sort of comes across my radar because I was looking at some people that do like YouTube training and I went and watched one of his videos thinking he was going to be another one like these guys in the fancy house. No, I mean, he's like, I told my husband, like my husband has um, two sons. I was like, he's like our stepsons, like super relatable. You would want to sit down and like chat with this kid. Like I'm in my late forties, but I could absolutely have a conversation with this guy. He just seems so nice. And the thing that I learned with the first blog and the thing that you would learn about somebody like Mr. Beast is people have to root for you. You know, they yes. have to root for you. So like as much as I thought I was going on dates and talking about, you know, these guys on this blog and how it went wrong or whatever, 
people rooted for me, which I, in my head, I thought I was kind of coming off as kind of like an asshole or very picky, but they were rooting for me. And it's like, was the tonality of the blog very like sex in the city? Like, I guess so. I mean, it's still up. If you want to go to it, it's velvetanddupont.com. Um, I lived in DuPont circle and I left the blog up and I, I leave it. I pay for the hosting because every so often somebody finds that information about the fertility docs that are local and they're all still practicing. And I feel like that's relevant information to keep up for people. Um, but I mean, there's definitely, I never had my name connected to it because there was a lot of stuff on there that I was like, I mean, probably shouldn't have been proud of like illegal things that went into my body and stuff, but you know, look, that's what I, that's who I was. That's the life I was living. And I came out of it on the other side and I'm, you know, fine. So it all worked out. But you don't hold back. Like you guys, like no. her website, um, her tagline says raising kids like a seventies mom in a wood paneled station wagon. It's <laughs> just awesome. Like that's her tagline on her blog for her real estate. But here's what I want you guys to understand from this is that it DC real estate mama wasn't just pulled out of her ass because she happened to have kids. Like there's a lot of parents that have kids. It's how she had her kids and the, and the pains and the struggles that you guys went through. I thank you for sure. I didn't know about that about you, but now yeah. I can understand because you went through all of that stuff. You're posting it publicly. You're like, look, now I'm a mama and that's just who I am. And you took it and you embraced it. And then you embraced it and carried it through to your brand and your practice and all that. It's really smart. Um, because now your kids are with you all the time, even in your videos. Yeah. Yeah. They it's are part of your brand. And, but it's just, mm -hmm. it's, you're not shy to do that. You know how many people are scared to put their kids in their videos? Like, oh, people are not going to think they're going to think I'm professional or, Oh, I'm not <laughs> professional. They won't trust me. Listen, dude, they wouldn't have hired you anyways. Trust me. Yeah. Like you're like, people do not hire you guys because of what you do. It's because of how you do it. And when you can relate to somebody, um, and everyone relates to kids and family and all that. That's why it's so it's such a smart brand. Um, tell us a little bit more about how um, you bring the kids in. And like, do people remember Melissa Terzis or do they remember DC Real Estate Mama? I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. There's a lot of people that are finding me online. Like it feels like it, it, it just hit like a hill on a roller coaster and it's going crazy. Like I think since the middle of December, I've gotten like one or two new people a day contacting me like, Hey, I found you online. And I'm like, Jesus, like, I don't know how this is happening. Um, especially during the holidays, but. Are they like not, reloads? People uh, moving into the area or just yeah, like locals and all yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if it's the name that they connected to or I think it's pretty easy when you put my name in, my blog comes up pretty highly in the searches, um, you know, after my brokerage and stuff. And so I think that people click that and they read it. And I think whatever happens to be like your most recent post or two is what they end up finding. So somebody emailed me two days ago and she said, I was looking around online for a real estate agent and I found your website and I was expecting one thing and then I totally saw another. And I really thought that I was gonna see the realtor with the crossed arms, with their phone, promising me <laughs> worlds. And I just wrote back. I mean, she sent it to me at like, you know, nine o'clock at night. And I wrote yeah. back within five minutes. And I said, I just laughed so hard. And how could I not respond to this message? Like, that's so funny. Well, um, dude, that's I what did, happened. The same thing happened with the dude yeah. in Chicago. It was like, people would say, hey, is this the dude? And they'd call up, they're already converted because they connected with. Now, yeah. I don't know how many people I repelled, but I could give two shits. Like. <laughs> It, you're going to repel people. And I'm sure yeah. your blog repels some people. You probably have yeah, some probably. pompous, 
elitist type asshole that's like, oh, this gal, no fucking way am I dealing with her. Who yeah. gives a shit? You would not have liked that person anyways. Like, can you imagine going yeah. around in the car with somebody? Like, the biggest thing I hated about real estate, it didn't happen too often uh, for me, but once in a while, you get a client that you just don't mix with. You don't mash. Like, you don't agree on anything. Like, you yeah. don't even like the person. Like, they're just a <laughs> dick. Like, I've had a couple of clients and I'm like, you're just a dickhead. Like, you're just a rude person. Like, I don't like you. Um, I'll sell you this house, make some money, and then I'm done with you. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but it was a very small percentage because everyone I ended up working with were people that were just like me. They were other dudes, yeah. dudettes. Yeah. And that's what happens in real estate. What's crazy, mm-hmm. you guys, is that people, we, um, and I don't know why this happens, but I think I blame it on the fucking gurus, but, um, and a lot of the people, oh, go call, 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 go sell, 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 sell. Dude people are burnt out, man, on this stuff. Like people do not want to um, be sold to. They want to be served. But the problem I think a lot of people in real estate have is how do I market my business now? Like, look, there's no more events this year, right? Right. Um, I, I, everything is going to come back. But when everything does get back to normal, how are you guys going to market your business? What are you going to do differently? And what are you going to do that stands out? If I log on to Melissa's site right here and I look at this website versus the 99% of other websites that start with a search bar, your dream home lives starts here. And then you type in your address and it goes right into a squeeze page. Every real estate website looks the exact same. Yeah. Melissa's just looks a little bit different. Hey, I have one of those. (laughs) I do. It just captures a different person. It captures the person that just wants to look and maybe in two or three years is going to buy, but no. my website and the people that resonate with me are the ones that are buying like in spring. They're the ones that how much, how many um, of your current business comes from people you already know referrals and repeat clients as opposed to lead generation and or strangers. Um, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but I would say, I mean, I was like even nervous about it last year. Cause it was like 90% referral and you're like, okay, a lot of these are repeat clients. Like, where does the next crew come from? But there is a next, there's always a next round, you know, as long as you're doing things to make that happen. Um, you know, the video thing that you taught me is like, it has, you know, consistent, you know, impact over and over and over again. It's like, I don't I read something the other day that like paying for Google pay-per-click or online advertising just has that return of that one person, which is why the ROI is so stupid. Um, but you have you have consistent returns on something that you put out there, like a YouTube video, you know, and the ones that you scripted are the ones that are performing the best. So, um, you know, I think there's, there's people that are finding me now from YouTube that I would have never expected. You know, I wouldn't have thought that that would be a thing. Your YouTube, regardless of what the script does, regardless of what the ranking does, no one converts off any video without authenticity. Trust me. Right. The people who are contacting you off of YouTube like the way and how you're saying it because they're probably relating to you in one way, shape, or form. And I haven't asked you about this, but I'll ask you right now. Let's do it live. When they call you, are they sort of already sold? They're like, hey, mama, or hey, DC mama, or they, do they reference corgis, or do they reference the mama thing at all? Or are they just like um, the way that you, pre- you present because you're just- The mom thing comes up more- the mom thing comes up more than the rescue thing, um, honestly, but I think more people probably have kids than have, you know, dogs, maybe, sure. I don't know. Um, but um, the mom thing comes up a lot more, you know, somebody told me a couple weeks ago, I said, how'd you find me? And she said, I just Googled um, living in DC with a family and you came up first. I was like, shit, 
Wow. Yeah. Um, well, it makes sense. They have DC real estate. Replicate what she did, but she did yeah. something to get to me. So, That's cool. um, yeah, it, it it definitely was kind of a surprise. So I'm I'm definitely getting people like that. Um, and I think too, to your point about the pandemic, you know, people do remember what you did when times weren't so good. Um, so I think that was an opportunity for a lot of agents. And I think a lot of them just panicked. I don't know 100%. why. 100%. I can't tell you, uh, we upped our ad spend. <clears throat> I was gambling at the time. We were scared too, as a company. Like, oh shit, yeah. there's a pandemic. All our clients gonna stop doing videos, but actually it played into our favor in hindsight because it was the only way to get face-to-face -face with people this year. Yeah. And every single person who did video this year, I don't know, I don't have one person and I could honestly say this, I don't have one person that hasn't had a way positive ROI in anything they've done with us. And it's not that we're doing anything differently. We're just creating attention around their brands because people, they don't know how to. And right. as long as everybody has a brand, everybody has a built-in database, everyone has a built-in audience. Most of us don't see it. The business is right in front of us. It always has been. But these people that you're bringing in from YouTube are slowly becoming part of that audience. It's not like you're going to yeah. stop communication with them after you buy or sell a house and spike the football. No, that's your stepping stone to the next referral or the next repeat buy if you're playing the long game. Melissa, this is awesome. Uh, any closing thoughts you want to give to agents? She's got 20 years. Um, I've never seen anyone as authentic as yourself um, because you just tell it how it is. And I think people really do appreciate that. So if you can go ahead and give us some closing <laughs> thoughts, tell people you guys might have your referrals for anyone in DC. This is your gal. So go ahead and uh, give your website a plug, Melissa, and give us their closing thoughts. Um, all right. Well, you did plug it. It's the DC, it's dcrealestatemama.com. Um, I don't even know what my closing thoughts would be. I mean, there's so, there's so much, you know, you're, you're so right about the authenticity part. And I was even joking with Megan who, you know, works at your company about those realtor about me videos that you talk about making. And I said, look at some of these about me videos. They're so perfect. Everybody's polished. They think that, you know, selling sunset is reality. And it's like, I would never wear heels to sell a goddamn house because we're going up row house stairs and they're, you know, three inches deep, these stairs, like you can't get up them in a pair of heels. Um, I said, my about me video would be like me rolling out of the house, like spilling my drink, getting in the car, screaming. Oh, awesome. It should have you coming right out of bed, like with the alarm yeah. coming out, but you're waking up late. The kids are sleeping right next to you. That's exactly what you should do. You should just be raw and authentic with it and just tell real, yeah. real freaking life. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's, I think that's basically like, you should be having fun and it should be, it should be showcasing your personality. And everybody's going to be the deer in headlights as soon as the camera turns on. But the more you do it, like anything, the more used to it you get. And then you kind of find your place and you find your voice with it. And then the ideas just start coming like, and then you can't stop them. You know, you're like, okay, I want to do a video about this. I want to do a video about that. You know, you see opportunities everywhere. Um, and there is opportunity everywhere and there is business everywhere for everybody. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think that like, like we, you had a mastermind a year ago. I can't believe it was pre-pandemic, but um, you had somebody come in and speak and they said, don't miss the land grab of the internet. And that was something that stuck with me. And so um, I said to myself and my husband, I'm like, look, I did it before completely organically with a blog for seven years. I can do it again. Um, yep. There's a whole lot more people out there playing right now. And you, but you have to be authentic because I mean, even Google knows, right? I just read a whole SEO book. Google knows if your site is too spammy, 
and too much about sales and it won't put it up in the rankings. So everybody needs content, but content is impossible to create without being authentic. Mm -hmm. um, thanks for sharing, Melissa. Folks, no it problem. is the end of the year. Uh, by the time you might listen to this, it might be 2021, but regardless of what it is, put down the tie, hang up the pantsuit. Um, if it's part of your brand, then wear it and scream it from the rooftops. But whatever the fuck you do, just make sure you're damn authentic in it. And I guarantee you that you will absolutely attract more business than you will chase. You'll stop repelling people that you are turning off by probably being a little bit too, too perfect, maybe. Who knows? Are you being too perfect? Ask yourself. Look at yourself this last year and ask yourself, am I too perfect? Am I bullshit? Would I click on my stuff? Would I visit my website? If I visited my website, would I hire myself? You have to take an honest look in the mirror at yourself, folks. And are you authentic? It's the number one thing I think any business person needs, especially if you're going to be in the content creation game, because otherwise your content creation career will be very short-lived. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for the support this year. Please subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all the other rest of them. Melissa, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you next year, my dear. Have okay. a good one, everybody. Thanks. Peace out. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.